Hey, coming up on today's episode of The Virtual Couch, an oldie but a goodie, we're going to rediscover the levels of intimacy, a guide to a better connection. Physical attraction might be enough to initially bring a couple together, that's often the way it works, but is it enough to sustain a relationship when you feel disconnected emotionally, spiritually, or intellectually? Today, you're going to learn how to get a solid foundation based on verbal intimacy, move up to emotional intimacy, but hey, I'm giving it all away. That and more coming up on The Virtual Couch. Hey, everybody, I'll make this one quick. Now, as a therapist myself, of course, I recommend that everybody give therapy a try. Truly, we're all hanging on to some things that would be helpful to process, or there's things in our life that we might, uh, maybe we thought we'd achieve by now, or there's things that we desperately want to achieve so that we won't live a life full of regrets. Or there are people listening right now who may be noticing that their anxiety or their depression is getting a tiny bit more, let's call it amplified, the longer that it's left untreated. You owe it to yourself or those around you, to your spouse, your kids, and actually, I guess, really the most important person is you to at the very least give therapy a try. So if you're nervous about finding the right fit, if you're worried about bumping into somebody in a therapy waiting room, if you have any worries about therapy, might I recommend that you go immediately to betterhelp.com slash virtual couch. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash virtual couch, all one word, and take a look at the world of online therapy. Go check out what over 500,000 people have already done before you and uh, sign up right now. Go to betterhelp.com slash virtual couch. You'll get the help that you need. You'll get 10% off your first month services. They have a broad range of expertise and their counselor network work, which might not be locally available in many areas. The service is available wherever you live. It's worldwide and you can log into your account at any time and send a message to your counselor. You can get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you don't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. Although I maintain that my waiting room is very nice and comfortable. Betterhelp.com will assess your needs, match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And they have therapists that, that specialize in everything, all kinds of things, OCD, anxiety, depression. They use modalities such as acceptance and commitment therapy, my favorite, and you can start communicating typically in under 24 hours. They're committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Nothing awkward about that whatsoever. So uh, if you do go through betterhelp.com slash virtual couch, again, you'll receive 10% off your first month services. So what are you waiting for? You owe it to yourself and at the very least, just go check it out. Go ahead, pause the podcast right now. Go do it. I'm not going anywhere. Um, now let's get to the show. episode 177 of The Virtual Couch. I am your host, Tony Overbay. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, certified my flat, coach, writer, speaker, husband, father, four, ultramarathon runner, and co-author of the best-selling book, He's a Porn Addict. Now what? An expert and a former addict answer your questions in which I play the role of the expert and creator of The Path Back, an online pornography recovery program that is helping people reclaim their lives from the harmful effects of pornography. If you or anybody that you know is struggling to put pornography once and for all behind them in the rearview mirror, and trust me, it can be done in a strength-based hold the shame, become the person you always knew you would be way, then please head over to pathbackrecovery.com and there you can download a short ebook that describes five common mistakes that people make when trying to get rid of pornography. Again, once and for all, that's pathbackrecovery.com and please visit Virtual Couch on Instagram. We're doing weekly question and answer sessions, a little bit of Instagram TV, follow along there. And there's the Tony Overbay Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist Facebook page, a Virtual Couch Facebook page. Go like them both, why not? And if you've liked any of the Virtual Couch material, please take a second and forward to people that you think it might help, that might benefit from some of the topics that we're covering here. Um, go to TonyOverbay.com, sign up to find out more about exciting things coming up. 
there. I think we've covered everything. And uh, also, just a quick reminder, Salt Lake City. I'll be speaking at the Outlier Podcast Festival on Saturday, January 25th. That's coming up. And I'm excited about this opportunity. I'm speaking on a subject that I am very familiar with, the dreaded imposter syndrome. And uh, you can find out more at outlierpodfest.com. That'll be in the show notes, and you can use the code OUTLIER if you're interested in attending the podcast festival for 15% off your ticket. And I've got nailed down a time for a fireside I'm doing in Salt Lake City on Sunday evening, the 26th. And that is um, speaking at 7 p.m. in the Midvale North Stake. Uh, that building's located on 97th West and 7500 South in Midvale. And my message is titled, Hang In There. You're doing better than you think. I'm so excited to present this message. So if you're in the Salt Lake area, um, please stop by, uh, say hi, that sort of thing. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I grew up in Sandy, Utah, so uh, looking forward to seeing a lot of people that uh, that I know there as well. So I am doing um, another best of, uh, which I mean it's not a best of, but it's a topic that uh, the initial podcast came out well over a year ago, and the topic is levels of intimacy. And this is something that literally comes up daily in my private practice. This is one of those things that I get emails about often, And one of those concepts that I have heard many, many people say has helped them reframe or restructure their relationship. It's helped a lot of people not feel crazy that uh, they they seek verbal intimacy, verbal communication from their their partner. And so, in a nutshell, the 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 kind of overall concept here is that physical attraction is it might be enough to initially bring a couple together. It's typically what brings a couple together. They, they find each other attractive. Nothing wrong with that. That's kind of just some the, the way it works a lot of times. But is it enough to sustain a relationship when you start to feel disconnected, when you start to feel disconnected verbally or emotionally or spiritually or intellectually? Or, I mean, when, when you feel that you're in this spot where you can't even have a conversation without feeling like, I don't know if this is going to go well. You know, I don't know how he or she is going to react. And so you often feel like you're walking on eggshells. You often feel like there's only certain things you can talk about with your partner. Maybe all you feel like you can talk about is the kids or the kids or work because anything else starts to kind of go south. And this leads to my very favorite marriage modality of all time, emotionally focused therapy, EFT, because we want and you deserve a relationship where you can go to your partner with anything and you can open up. You can feel safe sharing things with them. Um, you're not going to feel dumb or, or stupid when you know if they respond to you. Uh, if they respond to you and say, "Can't believe you said that. Why on earth would you say that?" You know, well, that's dumb. Those kind of things. Of course, I mean, just step back and think about that. That is not going to build a a healthy relationship. If you feel like you have to watch what you say around your partner, or you know, you're at the risk of things just blowing up, over time we create these communication patterns where we just don't really want to talk at all. And that is so not the reason that we we partner, that we partner up, that we mate, that we get married. We we want our person. We want that secure attachment where we can, uh, even if we're kind of, we don't know what to do with some information that we've just discovered or, or things that our brain's thrown up on our mental theater, um, we want to be able to process those things with somebody. And while I love my work, um, you know, we want to be able to not necessarily, what, imagine going to your partner to process some of these, uh, you know, the, the hopes, the dreams, the failed hopes, the failed dreams, the desires, the things that you want to do or get out of life, the things that you feel when somebody maybe says something to you. I mean, we want a safe, secure place where we can process that with. And 
And a lot of times I realize that in marriage, in, in marriages, if they've never, if a couple or a person, an individual has never had that experience modeled to them, if they didn't grow up in a home where they saw that their parents could really talk and work through anything, then I, I realized over the years that as I'm kind of exploring or explaining this emotionally focused therapy concept of being able to go to your partner and express to them anything, I have people sitting in front of me saying, I don't even believe it. You know, what, what come, when you have that, what, what are you going to tell me next? And, then, and, and after you do this for a little while, you get a pot of gold and, and a unicorn and a rainbow comes every day at the end of the day. I know that if you don't have this type of intimacy, this verbal intimacy, this emotional security or safety in your relationship right now, that it can feel like it's impossible. But, you, you know, you owe it to yourself. You owe it to your relationship, maybe to your kids, to at least kind of listen, open up, explore, see if you can get help to have this type of relationship. So that's why I feel this episode today is so important. I lay out uh, something that I learned from Dr. Kevin Skinner that really changed a lot in my practice. And I learned this several years after learning these EFT principles of couples therapy. But he lays out these layers or levels of intimacy. So again, we meet, we find each other attractive. But under that are a lot of these levels of intimacy, verbal intimacy, being able to just talk to our partner about anything, opening up emotional, uh, emotionally, emotional intimacy, being able to, to share my emotions with someone and know that that's safe, uh, spiritual intimacy, cognitive and intellectual intimacy. Underneath all of that is we got psychological intimacy, honesty, loyalty, trust, commitment. So there is so much more than just the physical part of the relationship. Now, don't get me wrong. The physical part is amazing. It's awesome. But are we, are we trying to build a foundation off of the physical or is the physical part of the relationship a byproduct of an amazing connection with your partner? And if that's not what you have right now, um, I, I really believe that it's something that just you need to kind of take a look at and, uh, and explore. So I will continue to go on and on unless I say let's get to today's topic. Um, it's, a, it's an episode. It was episode 81. So, I don't know, 90 episodes ago, which is kind of a trip, um, which was well over a year ago. But uh, here is that episode on levels of intimacy. Okay, my bad. Don't hate me for this. We are going to get right to that episode. But I do have a new sponsor. It's my podcast host, Blueberry. So let me just take a quick minute and uh, describe to you a little bit more about what Blueberry is offering. And then we're going to get to the podcast. Attention all future and current podcasters, I want to take a minute and talk to you about Blueberry Podcasting. If you are currently hosting your podcast elsewhere, or even if you're thinking about starting up your own podcast, and I know that there's a good chance that you really are, true story, I get a few emails every week from people who want to start their own podcast, and they're looking for some advice, um, what equipment to buy, what recording software to use, and what do you even do once you have your podcast recorded? And that is where Blueberry Podcasting comes into play. Blueberry Podcasting has been in business since 2005, and they are one of the most trusted names in the podcasting space. They were the first to be IAB certified, which trust me, as literally thousands of podcasts come online on a daily basis. Seriously, there are currently over 800,000 podcasts on the market and growing daily. That IAB certification is a very big deal, and they offer five-day phone support with real live people, the only podcast company that actually offers phone support, and they have email support available every day of the week. And if you're currently hosting your podcast elsewhere, and I can honestly say I used two other hosting companies before Blueberry, but the larger the virtual couch got, the more I realized I needed all of Blueberry's advanced features. Let me go through a few of those. Like, Blueberry customers can always replace an episode that's been published with one that has new edits at no charge. This is something I'm slowly doing as I go back and I re-edit and add things that I wasn't even aware of early on in my podcasting career. 
Blueberry Podcasting services work on any publishing platform, and Blueberry Podcasting is fully integrated into WordPress. This is a big deal. They have a PowerPress plugin for those who are already using WordPress, and it makes uploading and promoting your episodes a piece of cake. But you don't even need to be a WordPress uh, user to launch your podcast with Blueberry Podcasting. They provide every hosting customer a basic WordPress site if you need one. So you got that website that goes along with your podcast. So the Blueberry way of podcasting is where you own your brand, your IP, and you control the podcast feed. That's the reason why Blueberry podcasters have the longest lived shows in the podcasting space. Over 80,000 shows are taking advantage of Blueberry's podcasting services. All Blueberry hosting plans include 25% no-fault overage for storage allowances, which is a big deal. And all independent podcast hosts receive unlimited bandwidth on each of their flat rate plans. Blueberry has a pro hosting option for commercial shows, and it has an incredible offering of basic ad injection, which is something that I've been taking advantage of again for the virtual couch and is one of the main reasons why I switched over to Blueberry Podcasting to begin with. If you need editing services, BlueberryPro.com can help, or they have independent partners that are there for you as well. Blueberry Podcasting is designed to scale as you grow from whether it's one to 500 shows on the same platform. So right now you can get 30 days of Blueberry Podcasting free. It includes hosting and stats and a WordPress website if you need one. Publishing is as simple as create and upload. So what are you waiting for? You will find a link in the show notes on this very episode, or you can go to blueberry.com and it's spelled B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com and use the code B-L-U-014 to get 30 days of Blueberry Podcasting for free. Again, just head to the show notes of this virtual couch episode or just go to B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com, sign up and use code B-L-U-014 to get 30 days of Blueberry Podcasting for free. I can't wait to see you out there on the podcasting interwebs. the topic of today's podcast, and it's about these various levels of intimacy that will improve your marriage. And I'm not just talking about physical intimacy. There are these levels of intimacy that I'm telling you they will improve your marriage or they'll improve your dating life. And it's a concept that I believe to be relationship changing. So back to Heidi's podcast. So um, I don't even know what it was that she asked, but so I start talking about this concept, these levels of intimacy, and I'm pretty sure I kind of hesitated and I'm anxious to hear um, what it maybe sounded like. I don't know if she'll edit that part out or or what that will be like. But I think I kind of hesitated because I realized in that moment that I haven't really talked about this on a podcast and I've been meaning to do my own about this topic. So I kind of felt like, wait a minute, do I want to give away the recipe for the secret sauce on somebody else's podcast? But at that point, I couldn't pull a diva-like move and say, you know, Heidi, stop the recording and I want you to edit that out. I haven't talked about this on my own podcast yet. Although, ironically, I'm realizing now that if I release this on Tuesdays, which is what I typically do, that I believe Heidi's podcast comes out on Thursday. So you're going to hear this concept and then you will hear Heidi's podcast, hopefully, and you will now know the story behind my brief hesitation. So I explained it really fast and said I better record something on my own soon. So this is that recording. Now, I add to that that my friend Jonathan, who was a guest on episode 62, he was the one that helped me review the book How to Raise an Adult by Julie Lithcott Hames, was in my office and uh, little did I know, well, I'd asked him if he could film a couple of the clips so that I could maybe post them on the Virtual Couch Instagram page, which I would uh, highly recommend you go subscribe to um, or follow, I guess as the kids say. It's at Virtual Couch and 
and he live streamed the entire podcast interview. I had no idea. So we get done with the interview and he tells me that he filmed the entire thing. And then he said, uh, you know, people really liked it when you started talking about these levels of intimacy. So I felt like it was time. It was time to record the episode. So first, let me give you a little bit of background. About 18 months ago or so, I started doing some training for in the field of betrayal trauma through a group out of Utah called Addo Recovery, A-D-D-O. And I'll put all the links in the uh, the show notes. But part of what what led me to that the recover or the training on betrayal trauma um, through Addo Recovery is that I've done so much work with uh, addiction and especially pornography addiction, compulsive sexual behavior that I thought it would be really beneficial for me to kind of understand what uh, the spouse was going through, the spouse of the um, person who was addicted to pornography and the betrayal trauma recovery, the betrayal trauma training. It absolutely changed my entire practice. It, it gave me so much more understanding and empathy, which I believe actually helps me help the addict even more. But uh, but I've really enjoyed or kind of, uh, I just so much appreciate the work of working with the person who has been betrayed even more at this point. So so I'm, I'm doing this recovery, this uh, adult recovery, this betrayal trauma training. And the training was done by a gentleman named Dr. Kevin Skinner. And uh, I was familiar with Dr. Skinner's work. He's kind of a big deal in our industry, although I, I now that I know him well, he would not like being called a big deal. Um, but I had actually, I knew him from purchasing and giving away many copies of his book, Overcoming Pornography Addiction. It's a quick read. It's a good read because it goes into detail of um, how pornography impacts the brain. And he talks about ways to overcome pornography addiction. It's just a really good book. And so now I have this opportunity to train with Dr. Skinner weekly. And I did so for several months, many, many months. And since that time, I've now had the privilege of meeting with him every other week to continue training on betrayal trauma and some other topics. And I've just learned so much. It's been so beneficial beneficial for me as a uh, as a clinician and I love that concept I love that part of being a therapist honestly that there are always things to learn there's additional training that you can do every now and again you know you'll learn some new concept you'll feel a little bit of guilt around I wish I would have known this when I was working with you know s- certain people in the past but of course um, that is not a workable thought nothing I can do about that all I can do is is gather more data and continue to move forward with my practice so I've learned so much from him but I've asked and I've asked him to come on the podcast and he's going to in the future. But in one of these trainings, he referenced fairly quickly what I wrote down in my notes as levels of intimacy. And they honestly blew my mind. And so then I was able to dig up some additional information on these levels of intimacy. But it was after I had already kind of filled in the blanks from the notes that I had took that day and formed what I felt like was a pretty profound view of how these levels of intimacy affect relationships and how they can make sense of where couples problems often originate and better yet, how to heal them. So the only problem is that when I received this additional information about these levels of intimacy for, uh, that Dr. Skinner had created, it didn't exactly line up with Dr. Skinner's initial thoughts. And not that I completely uh, got the, the concepts wrong, but uh, but so quickly, let me read you Dr. Skinner's uh, bio. And yes, he gave me permission to do a podcast on this topic, this topic of levels of intimacy. And just little did he know that what I'm going to do is take his incredibly solid foundation and ideas and tweak them ever so slightly. So I wanted you to be aware of that. But uh, I would highly encourage you to go Google Dr. Kevin Skinner's TED talk. It's called The Other Side of Infidelity. And as I uh, just mentioned, he is the author of Overcoming Pornography Addiction and uh, another amazing book called Treating Trauma from Sexual Betrayal. And that is a good one for the uh, the person who has perhaps done the betrayal as well as the person who has been betrayed to read. It takes both sides and uh, helps you really understand what each other is going through. But Dr. Skinner is the co-founder and clinical director of Adult Recovery. And he's uh, as a licensed marriage and family therapist. He's been helping individuals and families for over 18 years. And, 
Um, he's also the co-founder of Bloom for Women, which is an online resource that uh, for women struggling with betrayal trauma that I mention often on my podcast. And uh, he's a member of the American Association of Marriage and Family Therapists. Um, and he also is uh, one of the core faculty for a group called ITAP. And, um, and ITAP works in the world of training. Um, well, it's the uh, International Institute of Addiction and Trauma Professionals. And he's a certified sexual addiction therapist and supervisor. And he's also certified in EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing training, which is something that I'm going to have some folks coming on soon to talk about EMDR. And he has his PhD in marriage and family therapy from uh, Brigham Young University. So let me do this. Let me jump right into what I took away from the training session with Dr. Skinner and what I have done with this information. So I'm being very clear about that. And then what I'll do is I'll share with you what I gathered much later from some of the data that uh, I, I received um, that uh, actually the deeper dive on what Dr. Skinner had proposed with these levels of intimacy. So here's what I often talk about in my own sessions. So um, when we meet folks, when we uh, get into a relationship, typically, and there's no, this is no judgment, no shame on this, but typically we find it's because we find someone attractive, that there is this physical um, attraction. And so if you could see me right now, I guess I probably should have done a video version of this, but I've got my hands up high. I'm kind of laying out this um, horizontal uh, top rung of a ladder. And on that top rung, I would put physical support. So this physical intimacy or physical attraction. So typically we jump in at the physical um, attraction layer. We see somebody, we find them attractive. We want to ask them out on a date and we're off. So, um, and again, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. But where, where I kind of go from here is that in this, the notes of this training, the, that I, that I had written down is Dr. Skinner has these, these different levels of intimacy. And so what I have on the bottom is that a foundation of relationship, uh, it, we, we really want to work toward what he calls psychological intimacy. And psychological intimacy is founded on four key principles, honesty, loyalty, trust, and commitment. Again, so psychological intimacy, honesty, loyalty, trust, and commitment. And I want you to picture this, this if you can. So once we have that, that psychological intimacy, when that is intact, when that is uh, in place in a relationship, you know, all things feel good, right? But let's just take again, if we meet each other on this, uh, with this physical attraction, um, now we jump back down and we're trying to build on to this uh, psychological intimacy. But right above psychological intimacy is verbal intimacy. And verbal intimacy is when we really feel like we we can just talk to someone about anything. And maybe we've had those experiences with um, some of our partners, some of our boyfriends, girlfriends in the past. Remember those long three and four hour phone calls? I don't know if the kids do that anymore. Maybe that's a whole bunch of Snapchatting or um, texting or uh, direct messages and Instagram. But, uh, but you know, if you're over a certain age, you probably remember just talking to your boyfriend or girlfriend until late hours tonight. You feel like you can talk about anything. So right above verbal and intimacy is the concept of it's next is emotional intimacy. So when you feel like that verbal intimacy is there, when you feel like you've met your partner and you can really just talk about anything and everything, um, the next level above is emotional intimacy. So if that verbal intimacy is intact, now I start to share my emotions with this person. I start to feel so connected with them that I can share um, how I feel about things. Maybe my, my hopes, my dreams, my frustrations, you know, anger, sadness. And so when you feel like you can share your emotions, emotions with someone, 
now you've kind of connected at a, at a different level, a higher level of intimacy. So remember now, we've got the verbal intimacy, and then we've got this emotional intimacy right above that. And so again, these are what I took down from the, these notes from Dr. Skinner and uh, what I've kind of worked on um, in the months after that. But the next level up he talked about was a cognitive or intellectual intimacy. And the way that I like to say it is that if you've got this verbal intimacy, you feel like you can talk with your partner about anything, and then you've got this emotional intimacy, this emotional connection, you can share your hopes and dreams and feelings, that sort of thing, and that feels safe and secure, that at the next level, we've got this cognitive or intellectual intimacy where, um, and I look at that as, you know, one person could, I, I often kind of go to extremes when I give examples, but one person could be a, you know, a, a world-renowned neurosurgeon, and the other person could uh, could have, you know, for various reasons, dropped out of high school, but if we've got this verbal intimacy, this emotional connection, then it doesn't matter where we're at on this cognitive or intellectual field that we still still feel connected. We don't find ourselves feeling like our partner is making us feel dumb or, you know, we appreciate uh, the differences between, um, you know, me and my spouse, even though if we uh, we may, one of us again has um, a lot of uh, book learning or book smarts and the other one maybe has a lot of more street smarts, but we still feel connected. Then above that cognitive and intellectual level is this spiritual intimacy. And again, from where I was coming from, um, from my notes was that if we're, if we can, if we feel like we can talk about anything, if we feel like we can share our emotions, we got that verbal intimacy, that emotional intimacy, we feel connected regardless of where we're at cognitive or intellectually, then even spiritually, we could have different views, um, on a spiritual from coming from a spiritual plane. And yet we still feel like we can be together. Uh, it's important to kind of be able to now with all of these verbal, emotional, cognitive, intellectual bonds that we we feel safe enough that we can share even differences in our spiritual views and still feel like this person is there for us, like they, they care about us. And then at the top rung, the top rung of this ladder now is still this physical intimacy. And so, and physical intimacy doesn't just mean um, uh, the sexual intimacy. It can mean uh, touching, hugging, um, just being together. But Here's the concept. Here's the big takeaway is that when we feel connected verbally, when we feel connected emotionally, when we feel like we, we can be on the same place, even despite differences in cognitive or intellectual intimacy, uh, spiritually, we can, we, you know, we, we can communicate our differences spiritually or the things that we agree on, but we feel like we can share, um, things spiritually. Then the byproduct, this was the big takeaway, the byproduct of all of this connection, all of these levels of intimacy is physical intimacy. So at that point. I mean, it, you feel like you care about your partner so much that the, that the, you know, the logical, the, the thing that kind of, that comes from all of this connection is wanting to be physical or wanting to be physically intimate with your partner, that it's the byproduct. So again, take back that, the, now look backwards. If we meet on this physical le level, we find someone attractive and then we go down and we try and we try to talk to this person, you know, uh, the, here comes the, we're, we're approaching, we're attempting to have verbal intimacy. And if it doesn't go well, then oftentimes we say, yeah, but they're, they're good looking, right? That, but this person's hot, you know? So, uh, so we're going to make up the fact that we don't talk very often. Or now if we go back and we, we try, we take a, a dip in the emotional intimacy pool and we share some of our emotions. And this is where I kind of go deep on that EFT stuff I preach all the time, the emotionally focused therapy, the part where I'm putting out an emotional bid, kind of saying, hey, or to my partner, are you there for me? Can I count on you? Do you have my back? And then if that partner responds back with a heavy dose of shame or guilt or fixing or judgment, then we don't feel that connection emotionally. We don't have that emotional intimacy. But 
we look back and say, okay, but, but I'm attracted to this person or, or maybe, you know, we, we are physically intimate uh, on, on occasion and that's where we feel connected, but we're missing these lower levels of intimacy. Remember at the very bottom is this psychological intimacy, the honesty. Do we have, you know, do we feel like uh, we can trust our partner, loyalty, trust, commitment, because up from that psychological intimacy is the verbal intimacy up from the verbal intimacy is the emotional intimacy up from the emotional is the cognitive and intellectual up from that's the spiritual and up from that, the body byproduct of all those is a physical. So you can see where I kind of come from with this is when I'm working with couples, if they have this connection, this draw, this physical level, but every time they go try to talk, things don't go well. Or every time they try to express their emotions, then the other person shuts them down or there's the fixing or the judgment. Or at that cognitive intellectual intimacy, if one person is constantly making the other one feel less than or like, you know, they they aren't smart or that sort of thing. But yet then they're trying to go up and connect physically. Over time, this, this doesn't work because we don't have those levels of intimacy in place. We don't have that psychological intimacy or that foundation, the honesty, loyalty, trust, commitment. We don't feel like we can talk. We don't feel like we can share our emotions. We feel like we're the other person is putting us down often. We even feel like we're not connected spiritually. And then therefore, all of a sudden we say, why aren't we being more intimate, you know, physically? And it's because we don't have that connection, that lower connection. So that's where this comes from, kind of why it's such a soapbox topic to me. So I feel like when, when we are, that's a lot of times what we need to do in couples therapy is go down and start to work on that root level, that psychological intimacy, the the honesty, the loyalty, the trust, the commitment. If there are issues there, I'm not saying that the relationship is doomed, but I'm saying I can understand why oftentimes um, one of the partners in a marriage finds it difficult to be physical because they feel like there's no psychological intimacy. There's no honesty or loyalty or trust or commitment. Or we feel like we can't even talk to our partner, but then we're supposed to jump all the way up the levels, the rungs to this physical intimacy. And that makes sense why that's difficult. So we need to go down and repair or work on these lower levels of intimacy. We need to just have time where we just talk. A lot of times, some of the homework I like to, to uh, prescribe with couples right out of the gate is just spend 15 minutes, uh, three times a week and just talk. And just, and, and even if you have to write down things, I used to carry a yellow sticky note um, paper in my back right pocket, and I would just jot down things throughout the day that my wife and I could just just talk about because your, our days are hectic, and uh, so a lot of times we just miss that verbal intimacy, that one of these low level, these lower rung um, exercises that we can do to start to just just build this bond to grow closer together, and when we have this 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 verbal. Um, connection when we when we want to exercise and just communicate with our partner we need to make sure we're doing so without the fixing and judgment part so if we're going to get together with our partner two or three times a week even if it's just 15 20 minutes a day go on a walk sit on a couch do something where you're uninterrupted put your phone down um, do it after the kids go to bed or we're going to go on a walk you know and uh, we'll be right back kids that sort of thing um, at that point then talk and don't turn around and shut the person down. If you're saying, hey, here's what happened to me at work today, we don't want our other partner to say, well, why didn't you do this? Or I would have done this. Or I can't believe you said that. Because those are those fixing and judgment statements. And that that's what destroys this verbal intimacy, right? That's why we feel like then we can't communicate with our partner. Just go and talk. And then this is where we go back to that empathy. If you are the partner that is listening, listen and ask questions. Hey, what was that like? Tell me what happened next. Um, tell me what your thoughts were around that. Tell me where that came from. But so we want to be able to just start to connect on the verbal level, the verbal intimacy. Up from there, we'll feel a little safer to now start to approach the emotional topics. Uh, but that's why I feel like these levels of intimacy are so important. Now, 
and, and again, these were some of the notes that I had taken at the time, but when you have a relationship then that is formed on the physical, uh, so then that's the part where we're going to go through periods and times and seasons where we're not going to be equally yoked from a physical standpoint. But if we feel like that's the basis of our relationship, you can understand why someone is most likely going to feel frustrated most of the time when they feel like the foundation of our relationship is physical, yet we aren't having a physical relationship, where in reality, we need to flip that completely upside down. We need to build that honesty, loyalty, trust, and commitment. Commitment that you are there for me, partner. You know, commitment that it, even if we're not um, being intimate physically, that that you still care about me, right? Because our foundation is is on this psychological intimacy that we really want to talk to each other. We really want to be able to share our emotions and then uh, move up the the ladder, the levels of intimacy from there. There is nothing like having just an incredible um, week, weekend, day experience where you are, you are clicking on all these levels with your partner, where you really feel like you can trust them, where the commitment is there. They want to go, they want to go do anything with you. You got to run to the store. Your partner's going to go there with you. And it's not because ah, I don't want to go. It's because they want to be with you because then in that situation, guess what? Now you get to talk. You get to uh, share this verbal intimacy. You get to share your emotions. You kind of see what's going on. You get to learn more about each other. Even if you're not, you know, again, even if one person uh, is um, kind of working on uh, as a neuroscientist and the other person it isn't, that uh, you're spending time together and you're connecting verbally, emotionally. That cognitive intellectual is there. You, you share your spiritual hopes and dreams and and you can do so and not feel like you're going to be shut down. At the end of that experience, that's where, that's a, a the, an experience where couples often feel like, man, I just, we, we love each other so much. We feel so connected that of course the byproduct of this is we feel connected and want to express that physically. So what a different experience than what I see in my office a lot of times where when people are off physically, where then that's where we get into the world of people that are pouting, you know, um, wanting to make sure their partner knows that they want more physical intimacy where the other partner is, is kind of putting off the same vibe saying, I want to be able to talk. You know, I want to be able to share things emotionally. And so, um, and, and those, those kind of situations aren't very productive. I'm going to get into this in a, in a future podcast, another one of these that I can't wait to talk about. But, you know, that dynamic right there is what I see a lot in offices, in my office. Um, but what I see a lot is this concept of where when people feel like the physical intimacy is the, is the foundational principle. And when they are not equally yoked there, that at some point we've got one person that is, is, and I'm going to be honest. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all about being authentic and vulnerable. Um, most of the time it's a, uh, it's a husband, you know, where then in this case he might say, you know, look, if there was more physical intimacy, then I would be more engaged. You know, I feel like I'm a better husband and father and all these things. If there's more physical intimacy and a lot of times he'll look at me and, and just say, you know, can you back me up here? You know, you're a guy, come on. Right. And then I often then because of the work that I do can look over to the wife, you know, and, and say, Hey, what's, what's going on here for you? You know, the, the husband just said, you know, I'm a better husband. I'm a better father. I'm a better employee. Um, I'm a better uh, church servant. I'm a better all these things when we're more connected physically. And then again, he's like, I've laid the roadmap out. It's so clear. And then I and then I will look often at the wife and say, okay, again, what's this like for you? And oftentimes, uh, you know, the wife is in tears saying, you know, I I've, basically I feel like I'm in charge of his happiness. If I am not um, if I'm not satisfying the physical relationship, then uh, and he's not happy. It's on me. And, and so the work that I like to do is to say, okay, we got to change the whole relationship with intimacy. We, we, that's where this comes from. We got to change the relationship with intimacy. We have to let her know that 
you care about her more than just the physical intimacy. And here's the part where I say, okay, if we know that uh, your wife feels like she is, um, you know, she can just go an evening and just, we can talk, we can share emotions, you know, we can, I don't know, we can hug, we can cuddle, we can do these sort of things. And it doesn't have to end in physical intimacy. Then we know that, that, uh, you know, that she matters more than just this physical intimacy. And I think a lot of that comes from having these levels of intimacy um, just turned upside down. If we nurture the, the psychological intimacy, the loyalty, the trust, the honesty, the commitment, and we, and we work harder on that verbal intimacy and feeling like we really connect verbally, like we can talk about things and then we can kind of open up more emotionally, um, that that's where then again, the byproduct of this kind of these levels of intimacy will often be that physical intimacy. Now, I'll be honest, I'll have a guy look at me often and say, oh, okay, okay, so if I do these things, if I spend more time with the verbal and the emotional connection, the psychological connection, then there's going to be more physical intimacy, right? And, and I, and I, boy, I often hate to break it to the guy, but I'll say, not necessarily, but guess what? Your connection with your partner, your connection with your wife is going to be so much better and you are going to change your relationship with the physical intimacy piece. So, so that's my take on these levels of intimacy. So we need to go back and work on the psychological piece, the honesty, loyalty, trust, commitment up from that, up from psychological intimacy is verbal intimacy. I want to be able to just feel like I can talk with my spouse about anything up from that is emotional intimacy. I want to feel like I can share my hopes and dreams and feelings and this whole kind of emotionally focused therapy EFT way so that I know that I can put out these emotional bids and my partner's going to say, tell me more. You know, I'm your person. I want to know where you're coming from and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to tell you that's ridiculous. I'm not going to shut that down. Up from that is this cognitive and intellectual intimacy. Up from that's the spiritual intimacy and the byproduct. The byproduct of that is the physical intimacy. Um, I, in this training, and I won't, uh, I won't, because I don't know enough about the person that Dr. Skinner mentioned, but he had shared in this training that I was in that he, I think he was presenting this concept somewhere, and he was sharing the stage with uh, with a, a sex therapist, I believe. And and the the story that I remember is that she came out after him, or that, or, or something, and and she said, you know, I, I buy into what Dr. Skinner is saying, or I agree with. And she talked about that. I think she said her libido is small, his libido, uh, her husband's libido is large, but you know, when they are connected verbally, emotionally, cognitive, intellectually, spiritually, physically, when they are connected at all these levels, she knows that at times where if he's stressed or if he's overwhelmed or that sort of thing, that sometimes she'll just say, you know, uh, get on over here and let me give you a quickie in the closet, I guess was the term that she used, but basically just saying we're so connected that I know that it's not all about the physical. And I know that at times there, there are times where maybe that physical connection is something that, uh, that he truly craves, but I know that our relationship means more more than just that physical intimacy. So let me do this. Let me jump into where the, the additional information I found from Dr. Skinner is here's what he talked about. He talked about the value of creating meaningful relationships. And so in with regard to creating meaningful relationships, he talked about focusing on what he called them six types of intimacy. And he called that the secret weapon of recovery. So the when I when I learned more about this as I did more follow-up, this was through one of Addo Recovery's um, programs for overcoming pornography addiction as well. So he was talking about putting this social support, this social network together. And so in that regard, he called it the secret weapon of recovery, this intimacy, which is even more important, right? And so he said, he said, let me explain why in the world of recovery, he said, I believe it's either addiction or intimacy. I love that concept. And so he said these six powerful types of intimacy that if you apply in the recovery process, that you are going to have deeper connections and it will aid you in your healing. So now take those levels of intimacy that I just laid out and you can 
see now where I was coming from with those with regard to couples therapy or just feeling connected with your partner. And now Dr. Skinner was actually saying, let's apply these in the recovery process for somebody that is battling addiction. And he believes it's either addiction or intimacy and that these levels of intimacy will lead to deeper connections that will aid in healing. So here's what he said. He said uh, he began with a quote by Dr. Victor L. Brown. This is a, a very good quote. He said, the lives of most people are histories of their search for intimacy, of their attempts to be socially, physically, and emotionally close to others. I'll read that again. So Dr. Victor L. Brown said, the lives of most people are histories of their search for intimacy, of their attempts to be socially, physically, and emotionally close to others. And that's even at the concept of, at the core of this uh, emotionally focused therapy, this EFT that I love, is it's based on attachment theory, that we're going around trying to say, are you there for me? Can I count on you? And so our partner that we marry, that we are, you know, our boyfriends, our girlfriends, our fiancés, obviously that's who we're turning to to say, are you there for me? We are searching for intimacy, searching for an attempt to be physically and emotionally close to this person. So Dr. Skinner said, if this true, if Dr. Brown's uh, quote is true, and that's what our lives are focused on, then we, fo- and, and we focus on intimacy, then we should put our deepest efforts into doing this. So how? So up to this point, he said that pornography and sexual addiction have probably distracted, distracted the addict away from deep, intimate relationships. And this is part of what I was talking about in Heidi's podcast of where pornography addiction, compulsive sexual behavior, gambling, um, alcohol, uh, drugs, all of these things are typically when someone feels feels like they are lacking something, when something is missing in their life, when they feel like they're not a good husband or father, or they're not connected to, they're not passionate about a career that they like, and they don't like that feeling of not feeling connected or good. So then they turn toward the addiction. So Dr. Skinner said, pornography and sexual addiction have probably distracted you away from deep, intimate relationships, or maybe pornography and sexual addiction have actually been the coping mechanism that you've used to deal with stresses. And so he says that as he, as um, you turn away from addiction and toward intimacy, that healing will improve significantly. So this is where he got into his take on the types of intimacy. He said, let me begin with what I call verbal intimacy. It's a conversation. Um, it's talking about the weather in a marriage. It might be talking about the kids or banking issues, finances, all those types of conversations that while they might not seem intimate, they're very important. And so Dr. Skinner said he found when couples are having a hard time, their verbal intimacy with their verbal intimacy, they actually begin to ignore that part and they ignore each other. So when they feel disconnected, they're not talking about the weather. They're not talking about the kids, banking, that sort of thing. Um, so he said then a deeper form of communication is what then he calls emotional intimacy. And so emotional intimacy is deepening of the verbal communication. So in my take, it was the verbal communication leads to the emotional intimacy. I like how he put it better that emotional intimacy is a deepening of verbal communication because now you're sharing your emotions, your your hurt, your sad, your joy, your happiness. And as you share those types of emotions, um, even the even sharing your cravings, uh, if you're the person who's struggling with addiction and you share that um, with somebody that you care about, then, then it can draw you toward that person because you're being vulnerable. And oftentimes I do find that a spouse... They want their partner to be open and vulnerable. They do. They don't want them to be closed off and standoffish. So with this sharing of emotions, Dr. Skinner says that's what will create the emotional intimacy. And he's found that when couples don't share emotions with with each other, they feel isolated and empty and they feel alone. 
So at that point, then he says the third type of intimacy is what he calls cognitive or intellectual intimacy. So this is where I was kind of building up from. Um, he said that when couples have goals that they share with each other, they work together. There's a, he talked about a story where a couple became uh, very successful financially through going to museums and finding artists who were very early in their career. They purchased the art. Uh, they sold the art because they found these artists early, but they enjoyed sharing these experiences at the, at the museums together and purchasing them. It was a common goal. And so Dr. Skinner says that couples who have common goals together generally have better relationships. And I believe that there's the concept of, you know, opposites attract. And I understand that, but I found that, you know, um, I work with a lot of couples that then just say, well, you know, he does his thing. I do my thing. And, and, you know, my, my wife's, uh, grandparents long ago talked about just spending time with each other. And I think that they were on to something with this where, you know, my wife and I, if it's things that she likes to do that maybe I'm not as big of a fan of, um, I'm still going to do it anyway. And if there are things that I like to do that she's maybe not as big of a fan of, she's going to join me in doing those things because we want to spend that time together. Uh, we want to try to form common goals to have this better relationship. So think about how many common goals you have with your spouse. So that type of intimacy as it grows, then that's going to strengthen bonds. And, um, Dr. Skinner told a story as well about remembering a friend of his, he said, who was overcoming, uh, smoking addiction and he took up running and Dr. Skinner said he'll never forget as he described running across the line of a marathon with his wife. They ran the marathon together. They finished together. What a great form of intimacy. They had a common goal. Uh, boy, I can tell you this weekend, my wife and I had a, a Saturday. We had a couple of kids out of the home, a couple of kids in the home that were busy with their own things. And we just went up to the, the, the trails and we ran and we, it was hard and it was fun and it was amazing. And we just had an amazing time. This common goal of just getting out and exercise and running and we were out outdoors and the weather was beautiful and uh but we had this common goal and i i that is one of those situations where i felt so close to my wife it was incredible that's a great form of intimacy having a common goal the fourth type of intimacy then from what dr dr skinner uh says is then this is that spiritual intimacy so he's kind of working the the levels obviously they're his levels so i was kind of working the levels similarly but just not exactly the way that he had laid them out so he said this is the ability to share spiritual feelings or ideas one with another. Couples who can share spiritual intimacy also grow together. And he said, regardless of your religious beliefs, sharing common spiritual values can bind you closer together. So it's important to be able to talk about these things to find that common ground. The fifth type of intimacy is the one that he says is the most common, and that is sexual intimacy. And so here's where, if he goes back into where this concept uh, initially came from in the world of addiction, he said, pornography and sexual addiction can, can create great havoc on your sexual relationship. It can create a lot of problems. So learning how to reintegrate sexually is a very important part of healing and recovery. Um, it's understanding your spouse's pain or trauma if you're married or understanding how it's influencing your sexuality. He says if you're single, regardless of your situation, pornography and sexual addiction can and will hinder your sexual development. And I can attest to that after working with so many individuals on this. So whether you're in a relationship or not, as you work on recovery, he says that he's found that couples and individuals who are single, um, that they develop a better, if they develop a better understanding of their sexuality, they deepen their intimacy. Intimacy, um, that they begin to understand how to be patient and how not to focus on their sexuality, it doesn't become as dominant as it once was. It doesn't become as much of this um, just force that they feel like they have no control over. He says there's less lusting, there's more loving and kindness, more affection, less expectation. And I think that's where I was kind of talking about. He said as couples work together or as single people do this, they find a greater, deeper, intimate bond because the relationship is not just about sex, it's about connection. That's that key. When And that's where I was kind of going with that 
um, part with the, the, you know, when the couple, when the husband says, uh, it would be a lot easier if I just had more sex and the wife says, okay, then I feel like this is all on me. Dr. Skinner talking about that same thing, um, that it's not about sex. It's about connection. So then he says the sixth type of intimacy then is what he calls psychological intimacy. So he kind of uh, lists that last. And I, I, you know, I, I put that at this bottom, this, uh, this kind of, um, at the basis, but he says, Psychological intimacy is built uh, as it's one of the common components, these four common components, trust, honesty, loyalty, and commitment. He said, if you take those four elements out of any relationship, he said, I guarantee you'll be fighting and arguing. Again, if you take it's trust, honesty, loyalty, and commitment. So as you work to reestablish those in your relationship, that's, and I love how you put this, the brain relaxes. The relationship gets better because trust and honesty are what we would call cornerstones. Loyalty and commitment say, I'm in. I'm loyal to you. And I just want to say um, that he also added then, because again, these came out of uh, his work in addiction and recovery. He said the damage created by pornography or sexual addiction in these four areas is very significant. Again, those four areas, trust, loyalty, honesty, and commitment. However, when couples recover, he said, I guarantee you that trust begins to be reestablished. Honesty is expected. Commitment is given. And loyalty is just who you are to your partner. That, that part just... Uh, blows my mind in a good way. Loyalty is just who you are to your partner. If you are loyal to your partner, I feel like those are the times where you're going to want to connect on all these other levels because that's who you are. You care about your partner. He said, I guarantee that if you increase the psychological intimacy, the other forms of intimacy will automatically get better. And I think that's where uh, he had thrown this out in a training and so why I had it at the bottom level, the bottom rung of this ladder of intimacy. Again, so he said that... Uh, um, you know, he said, if you increase the psychological intimacy, the other forms of intimacy will automatically get better. If those four areas are lacking, you're going to have problems. So, so I believe that's why, uh, why I put that down there at the bottom. So again, in my levels of intimacy, I had that psychological intimacy on the bottom, the honesty, loyalty, trust, and commitment. Um, Dr. Skinner is saying that those, that's kind of the sixth level of intimacy and that as you work on these other levels, that that's the part that's going to, um, that's going to really matter the most and that the, the quicker that you can kind of work on those areas, the trust, the honesty, the loyalty, and the commitment, that it's going to lead to better verbal uh, intimacy, emotional intimacy, cognitive and intellectual intimacy, spiritual intimacy, and the physical intimacy. So, hey, I want to, I, boy, I didn't think this one would go that long, So, uh, but I appreciate you sticking with me this long. I think those levels of intimacy, it's an incredibly important component. I feel like if you want to take away something today is just to have a little bit of an assessment of where are you there? Do you feel like you are talking with your partner? Let's start there. Are you able to just talk about the weather? Are you able to talk about the kids? Are you able to talk about banking? Are you able to talk about anything and feel like you can just share those ideas with your partner? If not, it's time to maybe look for some help. Uh, and I don't mean that in a dramatic cue, the ominous music way, because there's plenty of help out there, plenty of help that's available. I'm a huge fan, again, of uh, emotionally focused therapy. There's a great book called Hold Me Tight by Sue Johnson. And uh, I think it's even called, and I look at my bookshelf, and I have, of course, given the copy I had away, um, but Seven Conversations for a Lifetime of... Uh, something says something very positive, very strength based, I'm sure. Um, but, uh, hold me tight that, that lays out a foundation of, um, kind of more productive communication or listen to any of the, com uh, the podcasts I've had on EFT, emotionally focused therapy, but work on that verbal communication first. I think that's one of the places that you need to and be aware of the honesty, the loyalty, the trust and commitment. Um, but just try to go throughout the week, uh, take 10 or 15 minutes a day and just talk. If you need to write down notes or shoot your partner a text throughout the day, um, 
just talk and then let's, let's do our best to remove the fixing and judgment. Let's remove and let your partner hear this part too. Um, but let your, you know, if you're going to talk about the, even if you're going to talk about the weather, nobody wants to say, man, I love the fall. And then, uh, have your partner say, are you serious? You know, boy, when you get cold, you get cranky or, or all I think about is the, you know, it's like you can see why then communication shuts down. The, if, if it's like, I love the fall, the, let me say the correct answer from your partner is, um, it's why, why do you love the fall? Tell me more about that. Uh, what was it like growing up? I mean, maybe you never had fall as a kid, you know? And so that would make more sense. You enjoy the seasons, that sort of thing. Uh, but Hey, thanks again for taking the time to join me today on the virtual couch. And I mentioned bloomforwomen.com earlier as that's one of the things that Dr. Kevin Skinner is co-founder of, but it, it does, it deals with betrayal trauma and, and betrayal trauma is real. The work that Dr. Skinner's done in that field alone has just been uh, mind blowing, but the symptoms of betrayal trauma are very similar to PTSD. So Dr. Skinner, the other folks who have created the Bloom for Women site and the content on that site have just years of research under their belts. So there's help. And uh, so if you're experiencing betrayal trauma or trauma, the anything, betrayal of a spouse after an affair, an emotional affair, if you've recently discovered your partner has a pornography addiction, go to bloomforwomen.com and you can use the coupon code virtualcouch, all one word, and you get a month's free access to their evidence-based information and programs, entire community of support designed to help you grow and heal. And if you shave any part of your body, head, face, legs, arm, chest, the top of your feet, your toes, anywhere, male, female, I would encourage you to check out Eli's Extracts. Um, Eli's Extracts is an all-natural organic shave cream. It's scented with essential oils. They smell amazing. It feels very comforting and smooth and, and soothing to your skin. Visit E-L-I-S-E-X-T-R-A-C-T-S. That's Eli's-Extracts.com. And use coupon code VirtualCouch for 25% off your entire order of their incredible soothing healing shave cream. And uh, stop by TonyOverbay.com. Sign up uh, to find out more information about some programs and that sort of thing coming up soon. And uh, if you get a chance, go to at virtual couch on Instagram and follow or Tony Overbay licensed marriage and family therapist on Facebook. And until next time, here is the, uh, the wonderful, the talented Aurora Florence taking us away with It's Wonderful. Compressed emotions flying past our heads and out the other end. The pressures of the daily grind is